T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. First and 10. Hertz lines them up again. He's at the 35. He fakes. He rolls. He looks. He is going deep. And it is caught. And it is a touchdown to Vontae Smith. He took it. He took it away from the Broncos. 36 yard pass. Is this you, song? Money, money, money? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, that's the OJs. That's where they're from. Ohio. A lot of people from Ohio. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Cotter. <laughs> Just to everyone from Ohio, boom. Uh, but look, a couple things from that that we played Jim with. That was a couple years ago, right? 2021 November game, Eagles at Broncos. At that point, probably the beginning of the turnaround for that season. And the certainly Jalen Hurts, the way he played. That touchdown throw from Hurts to Devontae Smith over Patrick Sertain, a cornerback for the Broncos that has been excellent in his young career, as Devontae has in his young career. But Hugh, as we play that in, I, my wheel, the wheels in my head are starting to spin here. As they always do. A little game you're of, a smart man. You always like to think about different stuff. Connect the dots is being played here. Yeah. All right, so I'm, I'm connected some dots. You see who the Eagles hired yesterday to be their D-backs coach? Yes. Christian Parker. He's from the Denver Broncos. We know their defensive coordinator now is Vic Fangio, who was the Denver Broncos head coach when they drafted Pat Sertain in 2021. During the season, there was a rumor the Niners and Eagles tried to trade for Patrick Sertain during the season. Now, obviously... Denver didn't trade him. Nothing happened. But the Eagles had interest. If you remember back to that draft, when the Eagles drafted Devontae Smith, from my memory, Kyle, the lead-up to that 2021 draft was either corner or receiver. The two corners were J.C. Horn, Sertain, and the receivers were uh, Chase, Waddle, and Devontae. Like, they were going to come out of that with one of those kind of guys. Yes. And and they got Devontae. Because we'd been through years of, we can't draft corner, and we can't draft wide receivers, and that's why they ended up trading for Darius Slay. Yes, they did. And I believe Sertain went a pick or two before the Eagles. So who knows? Maybe they would have drafted him then if he was on the board as well. I say this all because we know the Eagles need to fix their defense. Yes. And obviously Jack brought up the idea last week about A.J. Brown for Sertain. But that aside, I think Patrick Sertain should be the Eagles' number one priority this offseason. They got to go get this guy. If the Broncos are willing to deal him, and I think they might be because they're still in a rebuild. And who knows? Maybe they want picks to go up and get a quarterback in this draft. He, Pat Sertain is 23 years old. Yeah, He's already guy. been at two Pro Bowls. I consider him a top five corner moving forward in the NFL. I, this feels like something how he should be in on. If he's available, you, you tell me anyone in the NFL that's moderately attainable this offseason, he's the guy I want. I want Pat Sertain on the Eagles. You know what, and I, I understand why, because he's one heck of a player. But this, here's the dilemma. The Eagles 
are going to have to pay Pat Sertain if they trade for him because you don't want a guy like that of that caliber to get away from you. You still got to pay the Slim Reaper at some point. I think what Howie needs to do in this situation is learn how to develop the players that you've already drafted. I understand, like, we've done a tremendous job, and Howie's done a tremendous job of being two times that dude by fleecing other teams. So much so that I think it was uh, Howie Long on one of the sports shows one time said that if Howie calls my phone, I'm gonna go. I'm not going to pick up the phone because he's going to try to fleece you. Mm-hmm. We need to do a better job of, of drafting players and, and instead of hiring all these mercenaries because at some point it's going to catch up with us. I mean, and that's the bottom line because you're already talking about, Joe, you just said you paid $250 million to the quarterback yep. and we got all the resources allocated to the offensive side of the ball. Now you want to turn around and go out and pay a corner. I mean, a, a good corner, no question about it. And we have some young corners that if we do our job and we develop these young guys, we could probably have some decent players. Not saying that they might be Patrick Sertain's level, but you have to do a better job of, of cultivating the, the flowers that you already have to use a Coach Sirianni's analogy. I like that. To cultivate our own flowers for once. So while I agree with you that they're going to have to do more of this, right? The more highly priced players you have, the less – you have to have more to go along with them, young, cheap players. It's just part of the – especially when you pay your quarterback. It's yeah. just the reality of the NFL. But I'll tell you one position I don't know if they could do it with. Corner. Corner, yeah. They don't develop corners here. Matt Maddox is a success story, but unfortunately he's always hurt. But I, outside corners, they haven't drafted and developed good outside corners since Lido yeah. and Sheldon. It's been a long time. A long man. time. A long time. But this is where it's important to get a good foundation – and start to do that. Because at some point, fleecing all these teams for their good players is going to catch up with you. And I understand that, you know, a lot of teams do it. Hell, I'm the product of, of being here from being fleeced from another team. Yeah, you could – the new – I like that. Hugh Douglas and Pat Sertain. We brought you here, and look what happened. <laughs> uh, Pat Sertain could be an Eagles Hall no, of Famer. No, but what I'm, what I'm saying is this, Joe. At, at, as much money as we've doled out, and when we look at this defense, and we try to fix this defense, I understand it's easy. The easy route to go – is to go out and pick somebody else's players that are already established. We need to do a better job of, of, of drafting and, pick, and developing the players that we get under contract so that we won't have to be in a situation like this all the time. Uh, that would be great. Then how about doing it with one corner? How about, I, what, if, what if I get Pat Sertain and then, Hugh, I say um, to Vic Fangio and Christian Parker, the new def- you know, D-backs coach, just get make one of these other guys good. They'll be the other corner. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and and that's a great idea. But again, you're going to have to allocate a lot of resources for Pat Sertain to be here to even make it worth your while, and you still have to pay the Slim Reaper. So now you're going to be, with that being said, you're going to be deficient in other areas, and you're you're going to be forced, I think, to pay these young guys or play these young guys. Like you, it, it's one of those things where. We need to do a better job, in my opinion. We need to do a better job of developing the players that we draft and putting them in position to be successful. All right, well, that, that at some point, there's no way to get around that. They have to develop and get more guys in. I just wonder, like, let's just – they have the 22nd pick in the draft. What do you trust more, Howie, to pick a corner that could really play a 22 or just trade it for Pat Sertain? I, if I had to pick one I mean, of those, with the track record being what it is, I'd pick I mean, Sertain. Yes, yeah, it's, it's easier to do that, but now but he's more talking, expensive. I get yeah, it. But now we're talking about not having any control because you know what? Where I feel the Jets have benefited tremendously when they when you look at their young defense, more for the most part, I think because they just paid Quentin Williams last year. Sauce is still under control for a while. Like you have a bunch of guys on that defense that played well 
that are still in the contract. Mm-hmm. And I just heard the other day that uh, what's the receiver that's going to try to go for in free agency from Cincinnati? They're gonna, uh, it would be T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Yeah, Tyler that's right. Boydo. Yeah, T. Boy, Higgins. Higgins. It's T. Higgins. They're going to try to go for T. Higgins, man. And I and I remember laughing at that because I was like, "Wow, you need a quarterback, but you're going to go out and get a receiver." Well, I have Rodgers. Yeah, uh, I forgot about Rodgers. Yeah. That's the thing. I wish okay. I could forget about Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, but but that's the point. Like you got to do a good job of of drafting the corners. You have to do a good job of drafting players that are going to put you in position. Now, if you want to go out and you want to get one key piece that's going to help get you over the top, you can do things like that. But if you're just building your team with other people's people, then I don't think that's a great way to sustain what you're trying to accomplish. It here. makes it harder with a more expensive quarterback, that's for sure. I, I look at it like this. I think the Eagles are going to make a big move this offseason. I don't know what position it is yet, where they're going to go, but it, they rarely don't, especially after a disappointing year. Someone's going to come here for big money, whether it be free agency or they're going to trade and then sign a player. And I want Sertain to be that guy. Kyle, independent of our big debate last yes. week on WIP about A.J. Brown, your thoughts on Sertain being a, a guy they go after this so offseason? I, I, I do pretty much whatever it takes besides you know trading A.J. Brown for Patrick Sertain. If they want to give up a first-round pick, I'd, I'd do that for, for Sertain. I'm thinking of this still as though we're in a window to win the Super Bowl, and I don't know what I'm going to do with a first-round pick. I do know what I could do with Patrick Sertain. Um, I would not do it at the expense of one of our wide receivers, whether that be AJ or probably the, the more likely trade candidate, as much as it pains me to say it, is the guy that's not paid big money contracts. Same yet. draft class. And that's Devontae Smith, yeah. who, who we just heard uh, Moss, Patrick Sertain, when they went one-on-one in 2021. I just think Niners, or sorry, wide receivers, more impactful. Just follow the money. Top receivers make more money than top corners. But if the Eagles can find a way to get Patrick's retain here for a first, maybe a first and like a second or something. That might be a little steep, but I'd be exploring that in a heartbeat. I, th- I think they need a young star on defense. They don't have – now Jalen Carter is probably becoming one. He just, you know, he hit a little wall at the end of the season. But they need a young star in the back of the defense, the secondary. And, look, do I think Keely Ringo, Hughes guy, could be a good player? I do. I mean, I think he's got a shot. But yeah. I need I need a star. I need a yeah. star back there. And I think you need to do a better job of developing stars. I mean, like, like it's it's very few guys. And and I know I used uh, Sauce Gardner as an example. Very few guys come out the box that are like that. I mean, it is. I get that. Yeah, like Jalen Ramsey five yeah, years ago. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very few guys that are like that. I, I mean, I understand that. But we have to do a better job, especially now. Because when you talk about fundamentals, the, the thing that jumped out to me last year talking about this squad and watching this squad play was the fundamentals on the defensive side of the ball from linebacker play to I even go with the veteran corner play and the way that they play. Yeah, they're bad. It was it was not there. It was not there. And and that says a lot coming from a guy who never played corner. So here's my fear about going your route. It could work, right? And if it works, they're gonna have extra money to spend. It's like it's a more sound fit way to do it. But what if they don't develop? Like it could ruin next season. Yeah it could, but that's where you have to your scouting department has has to go out and get people that your defense philosophy fit. And every now and then, guys don't fit. But when you have sound coaching and things of that nature, you can get guys that if they fit your like your basic philosophy, they can go out there and they can be real sure. serviceable. Well, here's how yeah. I know Sertain fits. Fangio drafted him. Yeah, yeah. So if, here's what I wanted to Vic Fangio for the next month and a half. He's just got to like text Howie every day, Sertain. And just every day, even if he doesn't respond, Sertain. Certain and make the money fit. Just certain. Certain gonna get paid. Then which how you gonna pay? The, how you gonna pay Skinny Batman? I'm not worried about that. See that. See, <laughs> well, okay. So one more thing, and then, then no, hold on. We'll get back to the phones here and all this. I, and I'm, I'm curious if you guys want Certain as much as I do. And we'll get to the uh, the Purdy and Mahomes and Jalen conversation. Back to that. 
So at some point, they're not going to have to pay as many offensive linemen. Like Jason Kelsey, I don't know, is he in, is he out? But that's $14 million that could be off the books. They're not going to pay a center $14 million probably ever again here in Philadelphia. Like Jason Kelsey's a rare player. So you could be cheaper on the offensive line, and that's how you make up your money to pay Sertain and pay Devontae. Well, I think, to be honest, and this is no disrespect to any of the guys that I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for, but I think this is a situation where you have to seriously think on think about moving on from Fletcher Cox to totally. Brandon Graham. But but Jason Steele is one of the best at his position. Yes, he gonna he gonna. But he's not gonna be here forever. No, I'm just saying. Be, like if I'm I'm thinking about next year's moves. I'm thinking about strictly okay. next year's. So moves. you want to say how am I gonna pay everyone? Fletcher, wonderful career. I'm not paying a ten million dollars for a ta- yeah, defensive that, that's, tackle. That's that's gonna be tough. And like I said, no disrespect because I like both of those guys and we play the same position. And I, I know, but this is the nature of the beast. We're trying to win. We're trying to win, and we we've been dancing with the devil as far as. The, the salary cap situation is going, and we just paid our quarterback a whole lot of money. The two things that I feel that we need to do, we need to go out. If, if I'm going to spend money on a marquee player like that, I would probably go get a middle linebacker. And, I, and I'm just saying that. I don't know who's available. I'm just talking. Well, Patrick Queen's available for yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, I'm just talking. I'm talking. I would go out. If, if I'm spending my money, I need to get me a marquee linebacker right now. If, if that's what I'm going to do. If I'm not going to draft one, I'm going to go out and get one. I'm going to try to develop as many young players I, as I, I can. I'm going to draft young, and I'm gonna, there's going to be quite a few of those young players that are probably going to play if it's my defense. Yeah, so that's where we differ a little bit because I, I need a little more certainty, and I know Sertain's great. 215-592-9494. Pat Sertain, I think there's a lot of breadcrumbs here from Fangio. They just hired his D-backs coach. Eagles were rumored to be in on the mix with him during the season. I think the Broncos probably would take picks back because I think they might move up for a quarterback in this draft, still rebuilding. He's my number one offseason target here uh, to go get for the Eagles. And, of course, we opened the show today. Jalen Hurts, his ceiling, when you think forward here, is it closer to Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy? I think it's closer to Brock Purdy. 215-592-9494. Hughes got the Mahomes side, and Kyle thinks Purdy's a backup in five years. So we are uh, a house divided today. Aaron is in Mount Airy on WIP. Hey, Aaron. Yo, what's up, fellas? What's up, Aaron? How you doing? Pretty good. Yo, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I, I heard that that um that like twenty minute snippet. Were you driving when you when you made that yesterday? Uh, my podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, I was in the studio yesterday. I, I we did it okay. on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Sound okay. was a little off. Well, I appreciate you listening. Yeah. yeah. We'll get we'll get the um, sound fixed up, Aaron. I appreciate you. All, all good. No, it's all good. I don't um, give a shit. Big you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You, you my homie, so I got to let you know. You got to do your Googles on the women in Brazil. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just put this out there. They're not always women. But we're going to move no, on. No, no, I, like, like I, I know. <laughs> I, know what you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful, Brazil. But in most cats but, um, that's going, they don't, they don't really care. I'm looking at the threesome. <laughs> that means that's um, they don't care. Like, this is, this, this is how I feel about Jim Hurts. Like, I, I've always heard he's a winner, right? Where has he won? Like, he, I don't believe he. I don't know if he won the high school championship. We know he didn't win the national title game. Two, he was on the field when they won that game. He didn't win that Oklahoma. So we can say he has winning attributes, but he has not won. So I, like, what separated Pat Mahomes from all the other Texas Tech quarterbacks? Because they all put up numbers. B.J. Simmons. Uh, Cliff, Hodge, Cliff Kingsbury like, back in the day. King, Kings, yeah. Who, who started. Yeah, he started yep. all. Like, they all put up big numbers. It never was in the Heisman Trophy races, neither with Pat Mahomes. But the only thing that separated them, 
was Pat Mahomes' athletic ability. I remember when he had like that 40-yard run against Tulane. He showed what no other Texas head quarterback showed, the athletic ability. And, and Andy Reid, he just turned him into a monster. I believe that's all Andy Reid's doing. He had, the, he had the physical attributes, the athletic ability, the arm, and he has the genetics because of that. But Andy Reid turned that guy into a monster. Because even in the second year, he said, I don't know how to read defenses. He said that. Like, I, I, I'm not reducing. That's all Andy Reid's doing. Which is, so, pre- Aaron, yeah. pre- which is pretty amazing because he threw 50 touchdowns his first year and didn't really know what he was seeing out there. It's crazy. Yep. Same thing with Brett Favre. It's all about arm count. Like, and, like, um, so now he's gotten all that knowledge from Andy Reid. He, he can go anywhere and turn any franchise around. Coming into the NFL, he probably would have been stuck if he went to, like, the Jaguars mm-hmm. or the Jets. But with Andy Reid, and, like, with Purdy and with – Hurts. Everything got to be perfect around them. Let's just keep it real. It got to be perfect around them. They can't. You can't have a slip off in talent. You can't have a slip off in coaching. Because we all believe it was a little bit of Jalen Hurts slipping last year, and a lot of the coaching. Like I believe right now, Pat Mahomes can. Well, he would never have a slipping of coaching because Andy Reid's there. But let's just say Andy Reid's gone. I think he may come back a little bit. But then, like he's still Pat Mahomes. He will find his way. I don't see that with Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. Yeah, Aaron, I, 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 you I and I see this similar. See, I, yeah. I don't, see, but I don't. I don't know if they can elevate franchises. But see, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying, Aaron. So this is the question I'm going to ask you: When you look at Jalen Hurts' skill set, is it closer? It's to, not. It's not. Wait, a great wait a minute. Skill let me let me let me finish. Is it closer to Brock Purdy's skill set, or is it closer to Patrick Mahomes' skill set? Brock Purdy, because I, I I didn't think Jalen Hurts was that athletic, and, I, and he's still and he's not really athletic. He's not I that athletic. Pat Mahomes is, I believe Pat Mahomes is more athletic than him. I truly believe that. Wait, okay, so what has Patrick Mahomes done to make you think that he's more athletic than Jalen Hurts? Because we just sat here and established that he's not a running quarterback. 20, yeah, he gets every third and 20 known to man. Every Monday game against the Titans, they couldn't tackle But wait a minute. Like, Aaron, 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 but wait a minute. Like, you're arguing against yourself because Jalen Hurts is known as the most athletic quarterback, right? Like an athletic quarterback. Nah. Well, that's what he's labeled as. Let's just keep it real, because like, we, we, okay, we wait a minute. Right, so, 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 there's a couple things here. Aaron, I think it's interesting what Aaron's bringing to the table. Um, and Aaron, we appreciate, it, man. It's a good phone call. <laughs> I, I do think when Jalen came into the league, he, he was a super athletic quarterback. Yes. I don't know if he is anymore. Okay, well, that that's that, well, that, that's his still th- that's debatable. Yeah, but that's debatable. He ran for three point nine yards a carry and, this and year. And this year, he, he couldn't get away. He couldn't get away. That's debatable. But to sit here and say that Jalen Hurst is not more athletic than Brock Purdy. That's that's not the case. He's more he's closer to Patrick Mahomes as far as athletic ability is concerned than Brock Purdy. Sure, so, I, oh, I think so. I agree on that. So so what he he was trying to argue was making my point. Andy Reid made him a better quarterback so, because he taught him. I agree with that. But I think what Aaron was saying there, and I agree with this, is now Mahomes is special. Like, I don't think he needs because Reid. He, he, because he's learned from Andy. Yes. That's the, I, teacher, the, the, the student has surpassed the teacher. So yeah, I agree. But I don't see that special with Jalen. Not that special. This, this, is, this is why I feel like you're wrong is because the one thing that was told to me about Jalen when I first got here, and I beat the drum about it from day one before he got his money, was how he was always willing to learn and, and become a better quarterback. And at some points during last season, it showed. It showed that. But just your eyes. What is special about his game? Because this year his running fell off. It's not special anymore. He's strong. He's physical. But he's not a special runner right now. Lamar is a special runner. Fields is a more special runner. As his arm, he has a good arm. I like Jalen's arm. 
It's not like it's not Matthew Stafford you, you or Patrick Mahomes. To answer your question, Joe, what made him special initially? I thought it was his leadership. I I'm with you and, on and, that. Initially, I thought it was his leadership. But with now you're asking me the question, that's even called into question with the way that this season has been handled. I just no, look, physically I think Jalen's above Purdy. I'm not saying they're on the same level, but mm-hmm. I think he's closer to Purdy in that good arm, accurate, accurate, like stay in the pocket, he'll make throws. I, I like Mahomes is on a such a different level. Oh, he's different. Not, no no question. And that's about why it. I think he's closer to the Purdy. Like you put a lot around him, good coaching, you you win a lot with Jalen Hurts. No, I mean I hear what you're saying, but I still think I think that again. When you talk about the skill set and everything else, all the intangibles that he brings to the table, to me, he's closer to Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid is the one that put him over the top. So one thing, and and I don't know, I can't wait for next year to find this out. Howard said something really interesting to us during that interview. It had nothing to do with Jordan Montgomery or Brazil or whatever the nonsense Howard was saying about it, you know, being a getting a doctorate. How about when Howard said people around the Eagles just have wondered if Jalen Hurts just got slower? He, if he doesn't need knee surgery, why did he get slower? Yeah, that that blows my mind. Uh, well, it cha- it, it changes his career. It, it, well, certainly, the next few years, if he's not the same kind of athlete. I, I just want to throw this in because uh, the debate about talent level, where he's, who, who he's closer to, and I know this isn't the end all be all, but we do have a metric that we can look at that tells you pretty much what these guys were thought of. Their draft picks going into yeah, like he was drafted a lot closer to Patrick Mahomes than he was Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a good reason for that. Now, obviously, you go back. Mahomes is the number one pick in that draft. Brock Purdy's not going last in the draft. Like, this and that. But They're all first-round picks. But you have a, a clear blanket of how these guys viewed their their talent level, their skill level heading into the NFL. They thought Hurts was a lot more talented than Brock Purdy. I think that still kind of holds up. It probably does, unless Hurts is physically not the same guy. For whatever reason, whether he was banged up, bone bruised, or whatever's going on here. 215-592-9494. We'll get to everyone's phone calls on all this. Your thoughts and reaction to the Eagles starting the year in Brazil. Purdy Mahomes, where does Jalen Sealing fall closer to here? And do you want Pat Sertain? He's my number one guy this offseason for the Eagles to go get. 215-592-9494. Joining us next live from Radio Row in Vegas, our guy Ross Tucker will get his Super Bowl pick. And his thoughts on what we're debating here. All up next, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. ESPN Bet is now live in Pennsylvania. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. Oh, what a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call a 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Find another like me. So you you about to drive a wedge between me and Ross? Look, curveball there. That's his favorite favorite artist. <laughs> well, well, we were coming in there with a re- the real Taylor, and then you ruined it, Hugh. I mean, you ruined it. <laughs> you about to drive a wedge between me and this man? <laughs> now, Ross in a good mood. Ro- Here's why I know Ross in a good mood. He's at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I saw a video of Tuck Spreads, right? He's out there getting some good food in Vegas. And he's got he's out there with, I'm not saying he's gambling, but he's out there with the tables. Everybody's out there. Taylor won a Grammy and a new album coming out in a few months. Ross Tucker joins us right now. Sounds Ross, like a win. how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well other than I have overeaten five consecutive <laughs> meals, which is, which is not good. Um, you know, when the food's really good, and really free, I really struggle with that combination. I mean, that, that's, that's the one. That is a tough combination. And it's some pretty good food. Is Are you at the one with this, like the all-you-can-eat buffet type situation? You know what? So you guys will appreciate this, okay? So yesterday, the NFL does a Super Bowl press conference with the food and beverage people. When I tell you I was the only former player there, the only podcast host, the only – studio or, or color commentary guy there. I was there. I interviewed the head of hospitality for Allegiant Stadium primarily so I could get all the food that was there and get videos and pictures because that's kind of my brand on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. Guys, they had this thing called the Grilled Donut Sunday Sunday. That just sounds It's like so a donut heavy. that's grilled a little bit, and then they put two scoops of ice cream on top. So it's basically like, you ever had like waffles with ice cream Mm -hmm. or almost like put ice cream on your funnel cake? That's the vibe. I may have had two. I may have had two of those. I think you did have two. It it sounds like you did have two. Four scoops of ice cream, (laughs) two donuts. Just very, very unhealthy. It sounds delicious, though, and I think you made the right decision to do that. Ross, of course, our Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider Calls presented to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. All right, Ross, let's let's talk about this game Sunday, which it's really interesting because everyone I listen to, everyone I've talked to, or at least most people, are saying, Chiefs, obviously, better coach, better quarterback. They have the pedigree. They've won. And yet the odds say, and the favorite is, the Niners. In fact, that line has moved even more towards the Niners Ross, am I overthinking this, or is there something to the Niners are favored for a reason? My gut's telling me it's because their offense is just so electric and they could put up points very quickly. Ross, what do you think about the Niners being the favorite and now even more than they were a week ago? Yeah, so a couple things. First of all, I just kind of had an epiphany when I was on my last show. I feel like Kyle Shanahan, guys, right now, he's Andy Reid in Philly. I mean, I think this is four conference championship games now for him, right? Or maybe five. And I think this is his second Super Bowl appearance. But he hasn't won one yet. So it's funny. Kyle Shanahan, he's like the younger, um, you know, offensive-minded coach. Kyle Shanahan is in the Andy Reid in Philly phase of his career, trying to prove he can win the big one. And I literally just recorded the Even Money betting podcast talking about the 49ers being favored. And the idea is they try not to overreact too much to any one game or even any two games. So the reason why the Niners are favored is because they all have power ratings, and the power ratings are based upon how they've done the whole season, the yards per play, and how much they beat their opponents by. And for most of the season, 
many people thought the Chiefs weren't that good, and many people thought that the Niners were the best team. And so even though they've adjusted the numbers a little bit, I think they still, you know, they don't want to overreact too much to what we've seen the last couple weeks. Boy, I think that's wrong. (laughs) I think that's wrong. I don't care at all about the regular season right now, which is why I love the Chiefs getting the points. I love the Chiefs to win the game. I mean, even if you think about up front, I thought the Packers and the Lions got the better of the, of, the, of the Niners up front, and I thought the Chiefs kind of took it to the Ravens up front a little bit and, and were impressive in that game. So I understand why the betting line is what it is. I understand why people like the Niners. I think it's the body of work. I think it's all those things. But, man, I'm, I'm, I'm big on what have you done recently, right? I mean, how many weeks on the pregame show did we say about the Eagles yeah, but you know what? Maybe this is the week they turn it on. Guys, they never turned it on. Like, they, like that was just who they were at that point. I'm going with this is who these teams are at this point. The Niners are not a great team that have found a way to win these games late in clutch situations, and the Chiefs right now are a great team. Again. Ross, I always think, and it's a great point on the Shanahan-Reed thing. It is similar. And, in fact, it's, it's very similar to Reed trying to win the Super Bowl here when he had a good quarterback, but maybe not a Hall of Fame quarterback, Donovan, going up against a great coach at that time, obviously, Belichick and, and Tom Brady. Ross, let me throw a couple scenarios at you for the end of the game Sunday. I'm just curious what you would rather see as a fan, because I'm always thinking, like, as a fan and as a talk show host, what would be cool to just see this scenario play out? Ross, Sunday night you're watching the Super Bowl. Would you rather have the scenario Patrick Mahomes down four, two minutes to go, the ball in his hand, trying to you know continue his legacy, or the other way, Purdy down four, ball in his hands, trying to become something special here? What would you rather see Sunday night? Boy, I'm torn on that. That's a good one. I, I, I'm torn on it. I'll tell you why. I know it can't happen. I really would like to see both these teams lose. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean – I'm kind of tired of the Chiefs, and they've been winning so much. And as a former player, and I'm guessing you can attest, I like seeing new guys get a chance to win a Super Bowl. And I got some friends on the Niners like Juszczyk and those guys. Like, I'd love to see them win it. But I even said this on my show this morning that I'm going to post on social media soon, at Ross Tucker NFL. The, the Niners are a hard team to root for. I mean, guys, it, it's, it was Monday yesterday, and Nick Post is already complaining about the Chiefs' offensive tackles holding, and now they're complaining about the practice field over at UNLV. Like, why are they always complaining or whining about something? The 40-whiners. There's a reason why people call them the 40-whiners. So I, it, it's hard for me to answer that question, Joe. The answer, if it were any team other than the Niners, would be I would love to see Brock Purdy rise to the occasion in that moment. You know, as an undrafted guy, I can appreciate a Mr. Irrelevant type. Go down the field, Brock Purdy, score the Super Bowl, you know, score the touchdown, win the Super Bowl, have people not be able to say, oh, he's, you know, he's not that great. Like, I would love if he eviscerated that narrative around him. But then that would also mean the Niners would be winning the Super Bowl. Although the flip side, I've also thought about, I guess what's best for the Eagles is probably if the Niners win, right? Because they're not good enough to, like, repeat. Like, they're not going to win it again next year. So if you if you're thinking Eagles next year are going to be right back in the mix, maybe you'd rather the 49ers win it this year so that they're not as hungry next year, so that the odds of them repeating go down. So I don't know, there's a lot of different angles we could play here, Joe. 
Ross, what kind of game are you expecting Sunday? I mean, the, 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 obviously the Chiefs' defense has been remarkable. They just won a 17-10 game in the conference championship. And we know the 49ers' defense hasn't been as good, but their offense is electric. I mean, they that second half, I know the Lions' defense isn't very good, but I was just amazed at how many points they scored in so few possessions that second half of that game. Ross, do you think we're getting a shootout? The total in this game is 47.5 or more towards a lower-scoring game? I'm thinking like 23-20, 24-20 Chiefs, something like that. So I guess under the total currently, although I, I, I don't think I thought it – last year's game would be nearly as high scoring as it was. was that, were any of us saying 38-35? At no. the time, the Eagles' D-line had just destroyed all the Niners' quarterbacks, right? And the Chiefs' offense really wasn't that great without Tyreek Hill. So I don't think anybody was thinking 38-35 last year. So I guess you never really know how it's going to unfold. But in my mind, the Chiefs' defense has just been too good. And I don't think the Chiefs' offense has been that great. I mean, Mahomes done a good job, but they still only scored 17 points last week. So 23-20, 24-20, something like that, Kansas City feels about right to me. Ross, as we uh, we look forward to the offseason here in the NFL, and we're talking to Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider. The coaching search is all done, right? We have all the coaches here. What did you think about what the commanders did? We haven't worried about them in a long time. They're trying to piece this thing back together. Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury, and now, now some chatter out there. Maybe they'll try to make a move if the Bears are willing to listen at one and maybe Caleb Williams. But the coaching decision by the commanders, what did you make, and how do you think it changes the NFC East? So what's so interesting about that is there's a lot of reporting out there, Joe, that, number one, they wanted Ben Johnson, and Ben Johnson sort of, uh, sort of gave him the stiff arm. And then after that, people have reported that they pivoted to Mike McDonald, the Ravens' D coordinator, and then – Seattle came in with more money, and so he picked Seattle. So it's a really, I mean, and it kind of relates to Philly sports, not only because the commanders are in the Eagles division, but also because the owner of the commanders is the owner of the Sixers. It's a bad look, right? I mean, the the book is that uh, Ben Johnson thought that the ownership and the guys running the commanders were Mm. like cocky basketball guys and didn't really resonate with him. And then they got out spent by the Isles Seahawks to hire Mike McDonald. I mean, if you're – think about that. You're Josh Harris. You just paid over $6 billion for an NFL franchise, and this is your first major move. This is your first, like, real hire. You're getting a new head coach, and at best, you get your third, your third pick in Dan Quinn. Now, I like Dan Quinn. I think he's a good coach. I think he'll, he'll do a fine job there. Wouldn't be surprised if he does a really good job. I think some guys can do better their second spin around. Look at Andy Reid. But, man, I feel like like I, if you're a new owner, don't you have to find a way to get your first choice with your neck, with your first head coach? It just Yeah, when you talk about everything that they have. Yeah, yeah, all, all yeah. the excitement, Hugh, that came with getting a new owner because they all hated Daniel Snyder. Now people are – there's inherent skepticism. Now, wait a minute. The, the first guy we wanted didn't like you guys, and the second guy we wanted – you got outbid by Seattle. It's a real bad look for Josh Harris. It makes me think a little bit about what that means for his ownership of the Sixers. It's a good point, yeah. And you know what? It's not an inspiring hire, especially when you think about the hot names. But we'll see what they become. All right, let's end with this, Ross. And, Ross, we appreciate all the spots throughout the season. We've really enjoyed these and looking forward to uh, doing more in the future. Ross, we found out the Eagles will be in Brazil to start the season next year. Week one, a Friday night game. 
And Ross, we're looking at the possible opponents. So let, let's rule out the division team. So that gives us six teams. I'm going to give you the six teams. Ross, tell me who you think would be the best game week one next year for the NFL to give us in on a Friday night. Here are the six possible opponents, non-divisional. Browns, Falcons, Jaguars, Steelers, Packers, Panthers. Ross Tucker, you're in charge. Who are the Eagles playing week one? Ooh, um, Packers and Steelers kind of stood out to me a little bit there. You know, um, uh, you know, the Packers obviously having that national, international draw, and there's a lot of buzz with them after what they were able to get done last year with Jordan Love in the postseason. And then the Steelers, I just think there's something cool there about Steelers-Eagles, like, the, like the, the, all the Pennsylvania people heading down to Brazil. Which, by the way, that, that's my question for you guys. What's been the reaction from the callers? I'm out here in Vegas. I've been able to listen to the show. Are people really upset or not really? They, I don't mixed. think people think love mixed. it, but yeah. they don't. It's not like they're they're excited. But I, I don't think they. There was some this morning oh, with the Cameron Ritchie that they were upset. I heard a high school coach, Ross. This I'm sure will resonate with you. That you know Friday night high school football in Pennsylvania. That's probably what the first or second game of the season. That that's you know that kind of stinks for those kids and those coaches that they have to go up against an Eagles game. So I did hear some of that today. Something you don't usually think about when it comes to the NFL because they don't usually play Friday games. No, that's a good point. I, I just know so many season ticket holders and like those those home games. That that's like their Christmas. Mm-hmm. Man. Like they like they they live for that. So losing one of those is rough. Although the way I think about it now is with the NFL going to more and more international games. Every team's going to lose one, like at least once every four weeks or something. I mean, four years or something. So this is like, on some level, the Eagles are getting it out of the way, and then they'll probably be good to go, you know, for for a bunch of years after that. But this is the way it is. I think every team's going to lose a home game to an international game at least once every four years now. Yeah, and the last time the Eagles did it in, with Jacksonville and London, I think they were the road team. So it kind of evens out. Ross, we always appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the rest of the week in Vegas, the game, and and, uh, and eat all the good stuff out there, Ross. Thank you. Enjoy yourself, man. I will do that. Awesome. See you guys. There Peace. he goes, Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider Ross Tucker. Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. So Ross is another one on the Chiefs to win this game. Yeah, I'm with, you know, I'm, I'm not going against my old coach, man. I, I like I like Big Red and the fact that, you know, when he's talking about friends and everything, mm. I like what Andy has been able to do over the past couple of years, man. And, and you talk about, you know, going into this game, he – uh, Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback. Of and course. the defense is playing lights out. And the fact that the 40 winers are already crying about – they're talking about benching Chase Young and they're crying about the field and everything. Yeah, that's not a good look. I keep coming – Howard brought this up to us. I keep coming back to it. We all agree the Chiefs have the better coach? Yes. Better quarterback? Yes. Better defense? Yes. They are not the favorite in the game. That's crazy. Well, but there's a reason. I think there's some, there, this reminds me a little bit. I don't think the game's going to be a blowout. We did this with Eagles and 49ers. Like, why are they favored? We did well, this with Eagles and the Chiefs Yeah, last year in the Super Bowl. Right. We thought we had the better team, but the Chiefs had the better coach and quarterback, yes. and it was wrong for the Eagles to be favored. And I tell That's you a what, good point. We, we've, we've seen. In, but was in, it wrong? They, were, they did help well, play them for I a mean, lot of the game. <laughs> technically, yes. The outcome turned that way. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, we've, seen, we've seen Coach Shanahan kind of, you know, uh, poop the bed in situations like this. Yeah. Because he came out in the second half against the Chiefs. We've never seen Andy poop the bed in these situations. No, well, we have. We've seen him capitalize. Like, not lately. Not lately. We're going to say that. Not lately. It's a good comp by Ross that Shanahan's a younger version of Andy. He's yeah, working his yeah. way to being that. And then, you know, there is 28-3. to three, And the fact that Coach Shanahan did leave his playbook somewhere. 
and, and was lost when he was with the Falcons. So, yeah, it's a little bit of that. Yeah, I also wonder if people are looking at their last two weeks of the Niners the wrong way. Yeah, they didn't play great. But the, didn't the Niners just do what they never do under Shanahan? They never come back. Like, I wonder if they've gotten over that now and can come back in the game. I think it's going to be a great game on Sunday. I, I'm leaning right now towards the 49ers. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I, I guess just the way I look at that or the way that, you know, Brock Purdy and the offense played the last two games, like the Chiefs are a team that won't allow the Niners off the hook with those mistakes. Uh, you're probably right. Well, like the, yeah. the Lions let the ball bounce off their face mask. The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are going to capitalize on those errors. Yeah, veteran team. With, yep. Yeah, it's not like Jordan Love and Goff. It's 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 a, it's different. 215-592-9494 gets you aboard. Let's go back to the phones here. Jalen Hurts, is his ceiling closer to Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, Purdy or Patrick Mahomes? And, of course, the Brazil thing. Do you like it? Does it bother your Eagles open the season in Brazil? Tyrone in Middleton. Hey, Tyrone. Hi. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good What's going show. On, man? You Thank doing? you, Tyrone. What are you doing? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I'm just standing here in my yard listening to the show. It's really good. Um, you you in trouble? You, know, you you on punishment or something? You just standing in your yard? I got, I got my dog. You know, my dog oh. got to do that. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, he's got to take the dog out. I get that. I get it. Plus, the sun is out this week. The sun the sun wasn't out around here for like a month. It's nice to see it again. Yeah, you know, but it's but it's funny. Um, listen, it's it's. Uh, listen to the uh, comparison between uh, Jalen and uh, what do you call it, uh, Purdy or either uh, Mahomes. This is my observation of Mahomes when I first saw him after a couple years. Uh, I'm a little older, so I, I go back way back. Uh, he he, you know, he reminds me more of. A, I don't know if you remember Fran Tarkenton, but he was the classic scrambler back. Yeah, way Fran back. was like the OG of scrambling. I yeah, remember that. and yeah. but see, he wasn't a running quarterback. He scrambled really to set up someone downfield to extend the play. He extended the pocket to the sideline, basically, and uh, he string the play out. But Jalen, to me, is more like Lamar Jackson in that he runs for yardage. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of – this is why I think coaching is very, very important because he needs to be coached up. I'm a great Jalen fan, a defender of him. He's a marvelously talented guy. But I think he needs to be coached up to keep his head up and look for receivers and just learn how to extend the play as opposed to bolting with them. You count one without two ones out there, phew, he's gone. Yeah, and, and that that's, um, that has been a knock on Jalen this year, the fact that he was looking more at the rush as opposed to looking at the receivers down the field. Yep, and I, but, and I think uh, with Brock Purdy, if you notice in the last game, he ran for 53 yards, and he wasn't – he's nowhere near – the scrambler, he he just ran for positive yards, and I think Mahomes is to me he's the closest thing to a magician on a football field because he will bait you, faint you with the ball, put the ball in his left hand, faint to the left, throw the ball back to his right as he's running left, and actually complete the pass. And he does that repetitively. And Tyrone, and, what's so amazing about it is he does that, but he doesn't take sacks or turn the ball over. You know, usually exactly. you do that kind of stuff, you know, you're going to make some mistakes, and he doesn't make them very often. Exactly. And I've, I've finally become a believer in him only because he's been doing that since his rookie year. And, and I, that, that's why I think coaching, particularly with the Eagles, and I'm kind of excited about this new coaching staff and that if they can bring in the right coaches, you notice Pat Sertain, you notice even when we picked up A.J. Brown, they were players that not only were talented in college, but probably when they came to the NFL, they were coached by the right coaching staff, that they were directed in the right way. And sometimes with football players, you have to 
if they're willing, you have to coach kind of hard. I think in in, in order to point people, it's like a, it's almost like if you bring somebody up from when they're a child, when they're most acceptable to listening to you when they're rookies. I, I think that'll go a long way. Yeah, it I could. Think- no, Tyrone, right, and, and the coaching part of it's huge. And Tyrone, man, we appreciate the phone call. The, the coaching part, and Hugh, you brought this up earlier today. It's it's gigantic when it comes to these quarterbacks, but especially now to get Hurts to back to where he wanted to go. They yeah. need it, and that that's what you need, man. Because he he obviously has the skill set. He has talent. He just needs direction. And in order to get him on that plane, where which I think that with his skill set, he could be like a Patrick Mahomes. You got to coach him up, man. It, it, it's so obvious to me that part of it, and I know Howard would disagree with this, but part of his problem was coaching last year. Oh, I agree with because that. Because, like, if you're going – like, okay, for, for instance, perfect example. If I have an enemy tell me, and I'm watching film, and I see it on film, and they're saying, hey, he's looking at the pass rush as opposed to looking down the field. That need like, it's hard to change certain mannerisms during the course of the season – but you can start to do little things that help get you in that right direction mm. and point you. It didn't look like that. Did it look like any time during the course of the games that we were watching this slide that Jalen changed anything that he was doing from the week before? No. They wanted to run a, a draw play. On the first play of the, of the game, they want to run a draw play. So that that tells me right there that partly his problem was coaching. Now, some of, a lot of it lies on him and, you know, the, the leadership thing, but I'm just talking about the stuff on the field. They didn't change, and they didn't help him out enough, in my opinion. Yeah, unless they thought that was the best way to win with him. And that they didn't think he, that he could beat you throwing. Yeah, I mean, but... That, I, and I don't again, know the answer. I'm just again, wondering why they do that. Yeah, but you need to adapt and adjust your quarterback to help put him in the best possible position. I agree. Look, if Jalen's got a great team around him and he's healthy, I think we've seen he, a lot. We've seen, we saw all of 2022. He was amazing one year ago. And that's why I think he's closer to Brock Purdy. You put good stuff around Purdy, good coaching, good players, good team, good scheme. The guy almost won, you know, he's an MVP finalist. The award ceremony's Thursday night. That's how I view Jalen Hurst. Mahomes, I have in such a different category. I I already have him as a top four quarterback ever, and he's pushing towards top two. I mean, you can make a real case he's already passed Peyton Manning and Joe Montana. He's just six years starting. It's it's remarkable. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop in. We'll take all your phone calls coming up here in the 1 o'clock hour. Jalen Hurts, his ceiling. Is it closer to what Patrick Mahomes is or Brock Purdy is? And in case you missed it, we'll pass along the updates on Joel Embiid, who did get surgery this morning. Came out successful, as Howard says. They always say this was successful, which is good. What the insiders are saying about his timeline for recovery here. Plus, we've got a brand new Joe Conklin song. You know, this is a uh, Joe's had some real great ones this lately. Is so good, but this is it's perfect. Like for right now, for what we're talking about, for the whole Embiid situation, as we try to figure out how the Sixers are going to react and fare without him, uh, we'll have the Joe Conklin song. And the Sixers lose last night. Can they stay afloat without this guy? We'll discuss it all. 215-592-9490 for Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.